Roger, roger. Roger, roger. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Roger, roger. As always, I'm Derek. This is Charles here, guys. Super excited to get into the second-to-last episode of the Book of Boba. We've got a lot to talk about today. Yeah, this is a pretty big episode. I know <laughs> we're uh, we're a little behind on everybody, but that's okay. Sure, the finale's out by now, and everyone wants it. It's been out for a day already as we we're recording this, and who knows by the time we the episode gets out, but... Um, <laughs> Some important stuff happens in this episode. I haven't seen the finale yet, trying to hold off until we get yep. this conversation in. But um, there, there, there's a lot of really fun stuff. And I have to say, this has got to be my favorite episode, besides maybe the train heist. Um, Yeah, it's hard not to really like this one. I mean... We'll get into the reasons why. It does, but I, think, I mean, yeah. it, it's not the best episode for Boba Fett, of course. It's the Mando show, but man, right. this was a good bit of Star think, Wars TV. Yeah, I think the best episode of Boba is the train heist. And I think this is, I mean, you could roll this into one of the best episodes of Mando, but that's basically because of like the plot. Um, gravitas and you know the cameo well not even cameo like starring <laughs> takeover role. yeah yeah so it's it's you know it, it's hard to this is almost you rule it out uh, when you're judging the rest of them on a scale because it's going to be everybody's favorite yeah you know? and I, for for reasons that we will get into but i feel like um man there's some important things we got to get to. I mean, does, doesn't this episode start with um, like a little Cobb Vance run in yeah. with the Pikes the before it gets refrigeration? Get... <laughs> uh, an- <laughs> another weird like um, almost. Par- I mean, almost not Parks, Parks and Rec. And Rec Parks and Rec but, uh, is almost the office, the office. Parks and Rec crossover situation here. Too many it's similarities Cobb with these. Shaky cam, com, sketch comedy, situational yeah, comedies, right. not sketch, situational comedies. Maybe, uh, what's his name, Favreau, has, uh, he's a big fan of them. <laughs> That'd be funny. Maybe, <laughs> but yeah, it's Cobb Vanth of uh, Vanth Refrigeration. He, uh, you know, he's doing, he's quick to, to the draw. I, I always liked his character, he's kind of fun. Yeah, he's got a good performance, and uh, he's... You know, he's he's even still a commanding presence without his uh, without his Mandalorian armor. Yeah, armor. <laughs> yeah he's a good uh, good good sheriff, and he's got a deputy now. But uh, so we open on him with some pikes. He's saying, "Get out of my land! This is my town." Mm-hmm. And uh, it's you know this whole spice thing. I guess everybody hates spice, but I well, mean, the good guys hate spice. Yeah, I know, but you walk up and you find. I guess maybe I'm a little more uh, suspect than I thought, but you find a crate <laughs> worth millions of dollars, and he just dumps it into the sand. Yeah, man. but you make I it by know. selling it to people. Yeah, to I know, I know. To crime lords and stuff. He He's too good for that. He He's not motivated by money. He's motivated by peace and quiet yeah humble well we see that later on too i think you know i mean boba obviously is shutting down the spice trade and i guess it's not out of character but it always makes me think a little like does that make sense would boba really care and i guess in his you know in his old old retired ways he he would care 
Yeah, I mean, know, it's if, a, I mean, he's I've seen been kind of the this. futility of crime more than anybody, but yeah, uh, being wrong through the ringer, you know, there was a line earlier in the show where he's like, "I've served many bosses or whatever," and then they all weren't great to me or whatever. I didn't end up that great until I started doing my own thing. Right. Uh, so I think it kind of comes from that. Um, I also think it's trying to establish this. M- Pike syndicate crime lord situation a little bit further where it's like oh spice is bad news no one yeah. wants anything to do with it except the pikes they love that stuff and they're and they're selling it all over the place big and, spice guys yeah it's vital even, it even looks like the spice melange when it floats oh, it away looks exactly it's like the spice rip- melange yeah <laughs> but like even more than it has in the past because i feel like in um most of the media we've seen it you don't really get a huge look at it we haven't seen that much or... live action spice that the yeah. really the first time we really saw it was in this show yeah. maybe around the train heist when they um loot the train mm-hmm. and realize they're running spice um and then this so was like a, a nice a close-up box full of it um but yeah this scene was okay it was cool there was some tension but i'm like what he's like Am I really worried that there's going to be no, a shootout right now? Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think this this scene does two things. It reminds us of the the Pike threat, which has always been kind of not the focus of the show, but somehow where the show is inevitably going towards, even though there's only one episode left and all that. It's but... kind of been the focus. It's been – it's obviously the – it hasn't been the focus, but it's been the focus, just not super right. – well, it's I guess it serves, this serves three things. Remind us who Cad Bane, uh, Cad Bane. Oh my nope. god, I'm doing it now. <laughs> Cobb Vance. Um, remind us who Cobb Vance is. Okay, great. Remember him. Um, remind us of the Pike threat. Okay, done. Yep. And then I think the third thing is kind of setting some sort of power scaling in place for right. when our special guest at the end of the episode uh, makes his first live action appearance right so it's like you know that Cobb Vance is a quick to the draw gunslinger and when he gets gunned down the person that guns him down and not without even like being even the slightest bit intimidated you know just kind of old and tired like dude like come on the the pikes own this place deal with it you know he's one to look out for and we'll talk about his entrance uh, as we get through the episode there's but because I don't want to start that conversation now because there's so much incredible stuff to get to right in yeah, this I feel next this scene. This might be a longer episode because we have a lot to talk about besides the plot. So well, let's, we'll, move, right, let's, we'll move quickly, yeah, but those are what the this plot, scene yeah. does. The scene was fine. You, yeah. you know, okay, cool, 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 cool. But the next scene, like, I was really not ready for? No, this came out of nowhere. I was, okay, so remember yeah, on yeah. our other uh, I guess it was the last episode or two before this. I was like, "Yeah, we're not going to see anything of the of this." I thought this was going to be the first episode of Mando season three, exactly mm-hmm. this, and yeah. then we just get it out of nowhere. So that was a huge surprise to me. So I went from being like a hundred percent right in my call to being literally as wrong as I could get, <laughs> which is a funny and back and forth. Even if it was more Mando, I'm a, I was a kind of open to that. I was not expecting them to hit me with an R two D two within the first five no. minutes of this. I was like, holy crap, and R2, I gotta say, is looking good. I mean, he's dirty and whatever, but he's looking yeah. good, and he is iconic, man. He is, like, stealing yeah. the show from Mando. 
you know, just kind of remind you what level Beep-a-boo. all these characters are at. Yeah, and the sound design, of course, of R2, absolutely iconic. Seeing this, I was like, we're watching new Star Wars. Like, it really felt that way. I don't know why. Yeah. Do like R2. No, <laughs> something about seeing R2, like, act like R2. Like, he, you know, shuts himself off. He's like, and Mando's like, what, what the heck, man? You're right. And, you know, he just, it's weird. You don't, you think about. Like something, this hits a, a little differently than even prequel and sequel R two. I don't know why. Maybe it's because it it may because he's with Luke. You see him with Luke. Yeah, he and is that with makes Luke, the difference, which is huge. It it's really makes well a difference. Said. Yeah, you, you and I didn't and, think of that. I didn't realize it until you mentioned it. And it's also like what it means to see R two that Luke is nearby. Yeah, right. And we hadn't seen Luke since mando and we weren't expecting to see luke certainly (laughs) at all in the boba fett show so when you see r2 one you're happy to see him because he's an icon and then two it's just you know that luke is there somewhere and i don't it was well done it was well done and uh i wasn't expecting to pull out the big guns but they really they showed it all and they uh in the light of day they held nothing back and honestly, I would love to see more of this. And like, let's put all that other stuff behind us, and and let's see more of all these cool scenes that nah, we're about to talk it, about as they come up. Because, man, it felt good to see these guys. We, I love these characters. Yeah, I mean, we might get another, maybe one or two episodes of this in Mando season three, but it's going to be far and few between before we get more of this. Because this this is a big drop. This is a lot of. Um, this is. One, it's hard to do. Two, like from a technical point of view, yeah. um, it, it's hard to do. And they're going to te- it's going to be little bits to keep everybody happy. But it's mm-hmm. we're not going to get a show like this. We're not going to get more than a couple of episodes of stuff like this. I don't think. It's hard to say now. I, I mean that I, I I can't really predict where they're going anymore. It's yeah. it's so off the rails. But yeah, they're they're see this is subverting expectations in a good way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, so um, we and see, it's, his... and it's a practical R two like that thing. To oh, yeah, see yeah. it like moving around, like mm-hmm. leading Mando, like in live action on location in some yeah. beautiful area. Like I don't think they're in their IMAX studio for this. They might be, but I feel like some of this was on location. It um, certainly could be. I mean, there's a lot of greenery, and I mean, this is you know, if this is where half the budget is going, I mean, mm-hmm. ha- yeah, literally, this is why some of the other scenes looked, you know, right. lame I mean, there's the ant robots which look, you know, not real, but I, I don't know, I, they still looked good though. They look great. Know? I mean, the whole yeah. episode looked good. Ex- you know, I have some gripes, but they're minor. But the yeah. the episode looked fantastic. I mean, I didn't really get the whole ant robot thing, but it is what it is. R2's like a a floor boss, like overseeing the job. The foreman. Yeah, foreman. Thank you. But yeah, no, I don't think there was any, you know, anything to it. It It's just, hey, that's how you build a a stone thing. You use these things and, you know, it it is what it is. So we see the beginnings of his Jedi school, um, of Luke's Jedi school, obviously. Yeah, and uh, Grogu is his first student, and you which see is pretty Luke cool. Skywalker, guys, in the yeah. show. R two shuts off, which is kind of funny because that's yeah. kind of how he's introduced in the sequel trilogy. Of like, he just bails. He hasn't turned on, you know. <laughs> he's mm-hmm. he's starting to get into that habit. You know, I guess he's an older droid, you know. But um, 
he shuts off, and then we cut to Luke and Oh, they make a Mando a bench, which is kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. A bench? How long am I going to be here? Yeah. No, he's like, is that a bench? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they're kind of big time in Mando right now. Yeah, you can't blame waiting. <laughs> They're busy. They're up to, you know, Jedi stuff. So, like you said, we cut to Grogu and Luke, and Luke is looking better than he did in Mando, which is good. He looks great, I will say. Yeah. They've come a long way. He he doesn't sound great, but he looks great. He doesn't sound terrible. I think people were really ripping that apart, and he sounds weird, but it's not bad for what, he you He sounds know. off, but... yes. Less like, off than he did. It's still getting better. Like if I would probably oh, actually know he sounded better before. You can convince me that it was really Mark Hamill giving the lines, but what you couldn't convince me was that if it was him, he would be okay. I'd be like, "What's wrong with him? Why is he giving yeah. such a weird performance?" Uh, I mean, it, 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 it was kind of odd because, but you could kind of write it off as like he's the enlightened teacher now. He's going to talk a little differently, but. Um, <laughs> Well, let's we can get into this Being right so now. Being so obsessed with the deep yeah. fake stuff, I, I couldn't well, <laughs> stop and, thinking yeah, about it. This is a pure deep fake. There is no Hamill involved like he was in the last um, Mando season finale episode. Right, right. So, which is an interesting move. I guess they, you know, he wasn't slicing up droids and stuff, so you didn't really need an actor. But um, it's interesting that they went with a completely fabricated voice. Um, and they went from voice. like a dark you know, dim lighting spaceship in the darkness yeah. of space to broad daylight. Well, he sunlight. looks good. So they the deep fake there is very good. Is right. really quite the accomplishment. But it surprises me that why didn't, if they went through, because I, I think the way these, I looked into it a little bit, they take all of the possible audio they can get and there are programs, like people do this with, like you could do this yourself if you really wanted to. Like there are people doing this with, you know. Um, musicians. Musicians, politicians, cartoon characters to make them say whatever you want them to say. So you mm -hmm. compile all of the possible voice and sound data and then you can feed it through an algorithm, a program, whatever it is, mm. um, and it comes out with a voice. It takes a long time and a lot of computing power, but you mm. can do it. Like, mm. you can do it. Anybody could. Right. Uh, to varying levels of success, because there is a bit of an art to it as well. But why not combine that also with, like, an overlay of actual Hamill? Well, that's Hamill's what I don't get. Seventy years old. That's the thing. Like, all these recordings that they took yeah. were from, like, almost 50 years ago right but it, if you it could get his like cadence better maybe or something i know, just think the problem give a little was, more humanity you know they wanted it. young mark hamill and there's only a finite amount of young hamill voice clean voice he's recordings a voice out actor there. though doing voice act completely yourself. eccentric voices he's right not... right but so let him voice act himself you know 40 years ago <laughs> I mean, he could. I don't. I, it it's might worth have a sounded try. a little less robotic. Or I feel something. like maybe you know, they would I'm have saying. tried that. I don't know. It, I I think part of what Star Wars has always been is pushing the um, limits of movie making technology. Yeah, and that's not always a good thing. You know, when you see something like Episode Two, the first completely digitally 
right. filmed movie. That's a breakthrough, but it, it, sometimes it makes you do too much. Like this whole movie was made in a soundstage. Yeah. Uh, like, well, where's the life of this movie? You know, uh, maybe we should go back to filming on location in more places and stuff like that. Uh, so you could say the same thing for here. The focus is on technological advancement. I mean, this Hamill looks incredible. I well, think we've about gotten Tarkin, you deep know? fake stuff like in Marvel. We had Samuel Jackson totally de-aged for the whole movie in in Captain Marvel, and we've even had in the Star Wars movies before that. We had it, and none of it looked nearly as convincing no. as this. This is some of the best deep fake technology i've seen and maybe it's the youtuber they hired to to clean things I'm sure up he helped, yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm sure he did no but think about like where we came from like tarkin was the start of this and this is the you know not even the end result this is yeah. like the the modern result and even that jump is crazy like you right. said he looks really good i mean not and perfect. they would have never had the cojones to put him in yeah. outdoors in broad daylight right. before this you know this is just a real hard flex yeah and now we know where I think I mentioned this. Like this is why some of the other scenes in uh, some of the action scenes and some of the sets or something looked off. This episode, we thought the train episode was the majority of the budget. This episode is the majority <laughs> of the budget. Like this, I mean, I'm sure they invested. They were like, okay, we know we're going to use this technology for movie. Like this is not going to go away. I bet away. the train was more expensive, but no, this took no a lot. I bet man. this took a lot more time to do. I Maybe. think this probably took more time and computer power, but you had guys jumping in and out of trains. You were blowing crap up. Like yeah, maybe once you get fortune. the Luke Rig set, you can make manipulate them the way you yeah, want. Yeah, I mean they but could the be in a studio for this like scene where they're meditating across from each other. Like that maybe. whole thing could have been in a computer. You well, know? that's just well, no, that's just a, a, a you know the the background might be real, but that's just some grass, a puppet, and nobody there. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> this part is actually very cheap. To yeah, so I was gonna say like they can focus <laughs> on the deep fake, but it's got to be super cheap to make. Maybe. Well, we don't. Yeah, it depends how expensive that is and how expensive the manipulation is mm. um like if it's a rig or if it's animated um who knows mm. but uh it you know there it's it still soup i was super excited for this and what follows like th this whole sequence of luke and baby yoda together i was telling you guys um in our group chat that i could have watched this for like a feature-length movie like two yeah. hours i could have watched just luke patiently trying to train grogu and not yeah. being entirely sure if grogu's heart is in it and all that stuff it's like so and being incredible. confident as a jedi just master. the same setting like just keep us in this like yeah. super green lush beautiful bamboo forest and just have luke talking and grogu kind of listening and figuring stuff out and i could have watched a f you can make a whole mm. movie on this absolutely fascinating but yeah one of the things that i really liked and i know a lot of people did is like seeing luke this attuned with the force yes. and this confident yes. is something that i've only read and yes. to finally see it like we were talking you know we, uh, we've talked about this in our deep fake episode we did a whole episode on that guys if you want to listen to that about this you know be mm. before this obviously um but you know if you want a you know how the the ethics of deep fake should you just cast a new actor and there's you know sides to both um that i understand we've talked about but you know seeing Mark Hamill, even if it's not really Mark Hamill, which is a little suspect, but yeah. seeing Luke do, like, real Luke do this, mm -hmm. 
after so long, I I love it, man. You know, yeah. and that's yeah. It makes me want to see more. I want to see what Luke in his prime is really capable of. I feel like we yeah. never got to see it because in the in uh, Return of the Jedi, he was f- freshly enlightened right at the end of the movie. Um, and then you hear about all the stuff he was yeah, capable of doing. he wasn't even doing. confident yet. You know? Yeah, and you hear about all the stuff he was capable of doing in Legends. And then by the time we get to him in the uh, sequel trilogy, kind of becomes we, the butt of we, a joke for a lot yeah. of it and a bit of a farce, and that's fine. Uh, but well, it's not, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm not here to – I can't talk about this. I can't get into that right now. But that's kind of – like we miss this whole period of Luke right. and his prime and seeing what he can really do because he's supposed to be the most yeah. powerful – force attuned Jedi ever and we never ever have gotten to see it I mean he did some cool stuff in the sequel trilogy don't get me wrong but uh, one it doesn't, cool thing it doesn't come close to uh, what he's capable of we never really got to see it and part of that was just the timing and Mark Hamill's age obviously when they became ready to make it just it. wasn't and really possible this you know, is like, I don't blame them for it it just yeah, you couldn't do so it true. and it feels possible now and that adds some excitement to it as well it breathes some really fresh energy into well if they're gonna uh, if they're gonna go with this in the future which i I don't know like you said the deep fake ethics thing we we talked about it but Mm -hmm. uh they better cut him one heck of a check man if they're gonna use his likeness there's a whole converse a whole another podcast worth of conversation to be had specifically around deep fake fake luke yeah well just luke specifically um I was think working title, uh, deep fake Luke colon Star Electric Wars Bullard. no <laughs> Star Wars uh, New Hope or Phantom Menace question mark oh. send that out into the world because that is an interesting question that I'm not gonna get really into right now because yeah. you know there there there's two sides of this one is obviously you know the amount of effort and technology that goes into putting Mark Hamill's face on a young body and then um, not even having Mark Hamill as part of the performance. It's kind of odd. This weird vocal line delivery is kind of odd, but it works in these scenes because it's almost like a patient teacher right. tone. So you can, And it's only going to get better, too. Eventually, yeah. it'll be seamless, which is odd. It will get better. We're all yeah. hoping for that. But then it's like you could also just have a new actor, but will it be as captivating or as no. exciting as the iconic Luke face, a la like a James Bond, right? Where there's multiple different actors that have played James Bond. They all look right. similar enough, except for Daniel Craig. Um, but yeah, you don't but, even get to, don't get me started on Daniel Craig, James Bond yeah, either. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so Save like, me. my thoughts on that very quickly are, I think let Mark Hamill be a big part of the process until he doesn't want to act anymore. Then we'll, you know, get a cup, get 10 more, you know, maybe not 10, five, 10 years more Luke, and then once Mark Hamill is gone, you know, no more Luke stuff. Get it out now. That's And then have a new main character. Have a new, you know, and it's obviously hard to do, and we talked about that a little, um, to get a new Jedi. Everybody loves a main character. Um, but you gotta. I think it's... I, I wouldn't have somebody else play Luke besides Mark Hamill. I would rather the CGI, the deep fake, than have somebody else play Luke. But I would... Over that, I'd rather, you know, just no more Luke. He's done. His story's over. Um, Tell the story while we can. There's so much I want to see from Luke. Like this iconic. Yeah, no, like, I know. His, his black outfit 
green lightsaber. Yeah, then, like, like that's the Luke I want right, to see but more look of. What, uh, you know, what's it called? The um, public domain stuff where Disney has been pushing back, you know, public domain access because they own, you know, they keep changing Mickey the laws Mouse and the right. And right. So, Wayne. and like, <laughs> so now if you do that with Luke Skywalker with Mark Hamill's face, that's kind of weird, you know? But is it worth it? I don't know. Like, I think we should, we'll have another deep fake episode. It's a, it's we got to get back I, to this. I'm, I haven't quite parsed out how I feel about it because what I will say now to get us back on track is the effect of seeing a young Mark Hamill's face in this um, was awesome. exciting. And it was yeah. awesome. It was. <laughs> it was so great. And seeing him being mm. a patient teacher, which we never got to see before, he's right. walking with Grogu. And as he's walking, he just casually <laughs> forced, like, force hop skips Grogu ahead. And, yeah. And meet Grogu still trying to walk and keep up. And mm-hmm. it's such a great um, relationship that they Yeah, have. and he's not even thinking about it. It's just Absolutely like, let's walk. Absolutely captivating. Let's go for a walk. And yeah. It's the most captivating scene from Star Wars that I've watched in since like early Mandalorian because it's yeah, just yeah. so fascinating. It's not like it was particularly exciting, but, but it was enthralling. It, really, it, it, yeah. Well, yeah, it was, and I just was super enjoying it. He's talking about uh, Yoda trying to inspire and the, yep. Grogu, and the being... Force, and you know. Uh, just hearing his thoughts on stuff is really cool. And then we, um, he, 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 he's again, like confident in the force. And he's, he says, Oh, you don't remember, you know, your past. Do you want to, you know? Mm-hmm. And I thought that was such a cool line too. And, and just another um, force yeah. power that Luke is capable of that. Right. We hadn't seen another Jedi really lock into before. It's like Luke is so in a, a tune with the force. He has this ability to help Grogu unlock some of his mm-hmm. memories. It's and cool. he also might be getting help by Yoda, Obi Wan, Anakin. Yeah. Even I mean, he we is. don't, you he know, has to be. Probably. I mean, it's. I don't think it's canon right now, but that's that's my thoughts on it. He's getting. And he could have probably access to um, Qui Gon too. Anybody who's there's. I guess there's not too many Force ghosts, but anybody or can. No, I think you have to be know how to force ghosts before you die to do it i forgot the lore there um i don't know the full lore but i feel like everyone that has become a force ghost has let themselves let their bodies yeah i think you have to know how to do it yeah or at least have an idea before although yes qui-gon didn't though qui-gon actually got killed (laughs) no but he he got halfway there there's um he got halfway there and then re- figured out how to manifest as a voice first, uh-huh. and then he figured out how to manifest as a ghost. He he was more in tune with the he was the first one to figure it out in like a thousand or so mm-hmm. years or something. And ghost he was Liam halfway... Neeson in the Obi Wan show. Yeah. So mm-hmm. oh yeah for sure I think, um, and he was able to get halfway there and then because otherwise you like go to the afterlife. Or you kind of go to force limbo type thing. Mm -hmm. And he managed to not go to the afterlife and figured it out from there and become one Mm. with the living force, I think it's called. Right. So there's something like that. The living force sounds right. Yeah, it gets complicated. But anyway, it's complicated, but um, it's all possible. It's all there. He has these sage like abilities that are almost like he's 
got some understanding of the universe beyond what any other yeah. living person has, which is cool to watch. And he unlocks these abilities in Grogu where we get to see another Order 66 event. I'm thinking Jedi Temple. Oh, definitely I, Jedi Temple. Yeah. This, this is the library, no? And he's a Padawan in this. Uh, He's probably in a cradle. You know, I don't think he's a Padawan quite yet. He's not even a youngling, really. Mm. Um, But I'm pretty sure that's the 501st also. That's Anakin's specific. Yeah. yeah, it might be. They have the blue streak in the armor, and that's, I mean, that's all I'm really going off of, but I I think this is in the, um, the first And I think this is perch. like, you know, where Anakin is walking up the steps of the temple, shooting everything. I, like, I think that... Yeah. This is the attack on the temple, which was led yeah. by the 501st, so right. it almost definitely is them. So I couldn't name any of the other Jedi in the in the the, the, the what's it called in the in the shot, but um, did you catch any of them? I didn't. No, I just know, and I've yeah. seen some YouTube videos. I think people have identified one, but I think most of them are not identified or new. Um, or they're just other Jedi, yeah. So we got the 501st, and then I guess this is how the Empire. Um, picks up Grogu. They don't kill him. And then this is how the genetic experiment starts. So he's been in the Empire's hands for a long time. That kind of stinks. Yeah, <laughs> he has not does. had a good life. But so, he's yeah. blocked it all out, apparently. There's some more mysteries have around to, I Grogu's guess. past. Yeah. But what's interesting well, yeah, is I mean... we have yet to see Luke really acknowledge prequel events, Order 66, any of that and now he's witnessed it through activating grogu's memories yeah. he didn't really react to it beyond like i'll help you well he couldn't protect yeah, yourself but, I, but like i'm and then even when he's talking with ahsoka who makes another who's the next cameo in here right. um you know ahsoka teases that you remember oh, Anakin, yeah, yeah, exactly. And he doesn't really react. He's like, Man, I want those moments too. I think those are they coming. Happened? No, I think they already happened. No, so but maybe I, we'll get them in another. I, what show. I'm saying is, I think those moments are going to be shown to us <laughs> right. soon. But right. you're right in that they've already like Luke's timeline, already kind of understanding of everything. I see. Yeah, you're right in like the timeline. Right. It wouldn't make sense for them to have that conversation again. But. um I imagine Luke had all kinds of questions. He used to ask questions all the yeah, time. Yeah, they seem very well-versed with each other at this point. Right. Um, and so he probably knows. I'm sure he Plus, learned a lot from Ahsoka, too. Yes, and I'm sure he learned about some of the history of the Jedi. He probably had a ton of questions. But also, if he's been communing with Yoda, Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon, mm. um, he also got probably a lot of those answered as well. And, you know, also as the, um, the you know, the Jedi Master, the, you know, the very in tune calm he couldn't freak out if he saw that you know? yeah. <laughs> he would have been like oh crap man that's what happened <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> he would have to like totally go stoic not and let it you know technically ben kenobi uh, uncle ben was talking about the clone wars way back in the day right. too so it's not like he hasn't heard about them it's just we never really got his take on yeah all the events that happened we don't know what he thinks about those that moment in history so yeah. I'm hoping he'll get to go into that more. But, I mean, this show is just dropping characters faster than you can process, right? It's like yep. we saw R2. We saw Mando. We saw R2. We saw Luke Luke and Grogu. And then now, just bam, here's Ahsoka 2. Ahsoka shows up. Just pets R2. A little, uh... 
that is a reunion there. Haven't seen that in a while. Yeah, that was a fun meeting. Um, yeah, and she drops that whole "I'm the friend of the family" business, mm-hmm. and which is you know, ha ha ha. Okay, but um, just so um, so cool. See, I was watching this episode with someone who hadn't seen Clone Wars yet, so they're like, "Oh, right. Ahsoka from Mandalorian," and I was like, "Oh." Okay. No, you're missing you a lot. You don't understand what's being said <laughs> yeah. here, but that's okay. And that—that's why those lines I think are fun because there's people out there that have seen this and not seen the Clone Wars. So that, like, yeah. for me, it was kind of like tongue in cheek, like, okay, like I get it, ha ha. But for other people, it's like you don't understand the extent, the weight in which some right. of these lines actually carry. And, you know, I think that's why a lot of us um, diehard Clone Wars fans are happy to see people like Dave Filoni in in the creative leadership positions at Star Wars because we get to see these stories blend together where I felt like for so long Disney was like, that's the nerd crap. And this is the (laughs) movie. This is the moneymaker. Keep them very separate. (laughs) And now it's like, okay, maybe there's some good ideas to be had here. It's like we can't have the nerd crap and not acknowledge it in the main crap. So we have to start bleeding them together Mm -hmm. or totally decanonize the nerd crap. And they're not about to do that. So I think it's fine. No, I mean, they told such, I mean, it's sure it's a bit of a, you know, some episodes are really cheesy and some are really kiddie, but the, the whole Clone Wars show tells a really good story and there's character growth. There's change in characters. I mean, Ahsoka is one of my, yeah, yeah. there's opportunities to bring in characters characters that Star Wars needed. We needed like a young, like um, female alien Jedi. She's old now, (laughs) but I'm talking about Clone Wars. It's like, it's the opportunity to inject some fresh life into what and she was a, great a lot character, of the casting you know? have been criticized yeah. for for all these movies not saying they're right or wrong or whatever but it's just fresh and new and original yeah. and then now to acknowledge like that level of acknowledgement that comes from having like a live action ahsoka and then a live action ahsoka talking to luke sky like live action luke yep. skywalker like that level of it's almost like validation for fans that had been watching the sequel trilogy and being like what is this what yeah. happened to to now this yeah, you guys like, missed ah. major plot points <laughs> that you could like well like you, like, like who you know, are all these people a story they yeah. just made it up uh-huh. so who they thought people, about it. What happened to all the characters that we've been watching for the past right. 10 years? Like, where did they go? So, you know, it, so, it, the validation here and the and the um, the level in which it was executed, too. It's just right. really cool to see. Well, when somebody is behind the helm actually thinking and writing, it usually helps. And that's what we've gotten in the last, like, three Star Wars shows. So it really mm. pays off most of the time. There's still some weird stuff going on. but So anyway, we see, um, you know, Ahsoka talking to Mando. Um, I So I guess we could talk more about um, what Ahsoka's philosophy is. Because she, yeah. is obvi- she is not a Jedi right mm. now. She is a, a force user. She's not part of the school, and she just she's helping Luke. They're friendly because again, friend of the family, giving him knowledge, doing all that she can to help. But she's not a Jedi, and she's not going to be a part of the school. Right. She'll pop in, help train Grogu, maybe help Luke. But you know, she even starts off with, I would think she would be the catalyst for, hey, you can be both. You don't yeah. have to choose because obviously Luke, through his training, he is on 
team Jedi. He's and we see that through the fall of Luke and the fall of the school. This is the start of that. You know, uh-huh. we really see he goes by the old Jedi ways where you can't have attachment. And I was hoping they would change that. But obviously they can't because we see the repercussions of that in the sequel trilogy. That's canon. Mm-hmm. So I understand Luke's point of view there. But Ahsoka immediately goes, well, you can't really say hi to him. He's going to feel sad. Ahsoka just her philosophy didn't line up with it, it really didn't make sense to me. That's the, yeah, that was you bring one of up my some good here. points, and that was a takeaway I had. I was kind of disappointed both in Ahsoka and in Luke in this episode. That's the perfect way to put it, because I was disappointed in Luke, but it, it, Luke makes sense narratively. Yeah, when you it. when you describe it, you're not wrong. I, I think it's just like I was. But hoping I, I'm still for disappointed more. in because him because what like, I really I feel liked like, about no. the, you know the whole point of the prequel trilogy was how. Um, I mean, it wasn't obviously stated, but when we went back and rewatched right. it and we spent so long talking about how Anakin having to repress his very natural emotions caused him to go evil and cause the downfall of the Jedi. And then you yeah. have the sequel trilogy, which had a really, for what it, whatever you want to say about the sequel trilogy, had a really interesting take on a, like finding some compromise and some middle ground between... like the light and dark side of the force and like why can't we just like why do we have to accept the bad parts of either thing why can't we do our own thing in the way that we want to live in an honest way and and those things seem so progressive right and luke burned down the tree and they the jedi the the sacred texts and all that and you know he kind of walked away but came back a little bit and then you end with and then you have Kylo Ren and, and Ray. this whole, like, mm-hmm. let's do our own thing, which is a very interesting proposition. Probably my favorite part of the sequel trilogy. I was and about then to a, say the same thing. And, and then <laughs> Ray at yeah. the end, of course, uh, with the yellow wow. lightsaber and all that. But um, that, to me, was the direction Star Wars is, should go in, in terms of, like, a it can't Jedi. Go. But you're, you're 100% right. At this point they in the timeline, they can't. But I feel like... The still, the philosophies of, around attachment are antiquated, and I'm surprised they're as steadfast and committed to them in these scenes as they are. Well, like they're literally yeah. like, you cannot talk to Grogu; it would be the worst thing ever. Yeah, it's like Grogu's already. It's like I I don't understand why they can't meet and like why that would be bad and they explain yeah. it you know they no but I don't no. buy it I don't buy it it's like why no, like so, the Jedi have to ha- care about something in order to fight yeah. have a reason to fight wasn't that the whole thing like well no they're not supposed to fight that is kind of the thing they're not warriors but that's, <laughs> but anyway that's so, all they are <laughs> but so <laughs> but okay so the, i think the way the sequel it, it is the best part of the sequel trilogy is how they end up you know eventually luke realizes all of this is malarkey and we blew it i blew it i finally understand and he burns everything to, to let it actually start over mm-hmm. we are seeing a bit of a um a bit of growth in the Jedi philosophy since the prequels, though, because he does give Grogu a choice. Yes, I think he recognizes the patterns. He's, although he's struggling with it, he doesn't know what to do. Right. He he does give the choice. But to me, it's like the idea. But you know, the really Jedi wouldn't, they don't really let both. you go. 
once they have you as a youngling, you know? Luke goes, hey, you can pick the chainmail or you could pick the lightsaber. And it's mm. up to you. It's all good, man. Don't worry about it. Yeah. So, I'm still interested so to see how that least... plays out, which I'm hoping it plays out in the next episode. Yeah, um, well better well it doesn't have to i mean my life doesn't have know, to but it probably should <laughs> otherwise well why? or it could be the start of mando season three and everybody's like either confirming this or yelling at us right now <laughs> but you know because i was we'll thinking last episode i was thinking this is where it would start and then we would have him go to the mines to try to become a mandalorian again but then he would be like you know what this screw this this yeah. whole attachment that you but know even like, like ahsoka particularly in this scene which is how this topic came up of oh wait ahsoka, before we go back like, to ahsoka locking um, mando yeah go yeah ahead. um about luke do you, you understand what i'm saying like yeah with, he is growing from the prequels like this it is the jedi philosophy is getting better but it's still completely fallible and it's it's still it, like it still leads to destruction right. because it's not enough change we see some important scenes where luke is questioning how do i teach how yeah. do i start over blah 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 but yeah still the fact that he's willing to just totally like i can't train you anymore if you choose the if you choose the chain right. mail like, i gotta cut on. you like, off didn't that annoy you when yoda did it <laughs> yeah it's like, like we'll, we'll never talk again <laughs> it's like or you never see the mandalorian again it's like geez dude this guy's gonna right. be like hundreds of years old he, he, what does it matter if he has a friend you know it's like right. why, who would want to live in a life where you can't have any attachments to people um and i know that's a more progressive idea for the sequel trilogy and the timeline of that that you're describing is a very valid point but i still kind of felt disappointed by how steadfast they were in this and then ahsoka too who yeah, I don't saw get these problems way back in the Clone Wars, which is why she left, kind of, not fully. See, but... yeah, I don't get it. Luke makes sense narratively. Ahsoka should be like appalled at what's happening. Almost, I, I feel like she would be the the uh, the yin to the yang kind of thing. Like, I don't get why she's. She even says it was like, oh, you can't really I, go and see him. See, if you saw Grogu, he would cry. Like, don't go to that. Like, no, if you are missing somebody, even seeing them for a little bit would be nice. And then he goes, okay, keep training with Luke's. I'll see you again. I'll come visit again in a month. And that would be a night. You know, it's better than nothing. You don't have to cut yourself off from the world. It just doesn't really make sense. And I think Ahsoka would be for that. But I guess maybe that wasn't her real issue no, and with, also I think having an encounter Jedi. with like Luke Skywalker Prime may also influence you a little bit. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, I mean, it this seems guy's like got stuff stronger, figured yeah. out. Like, if he wants to train Grogu his way, I can like respect that. And like, he, she even says like, I'm not gonna get in the way between someone's choices yeah. you know it's like she wants to give grogu this space to choose to go down the path of a jedi is how i can generously like but still like oh i guess if she i guess the because that's is literally that, oh, if, a line yeah. that she says in this scene where she's walking with the mandalorian something like oh, i'm forgetting the line but she's like i'm not gonna stop people from making their own uh, choices. choices or something, something yeah but like I, so I guess the implication there is that if you if Grogu sees Mando then 
he the choice isn't really there. He's going to go back and hang out with Mando, you know? Because right. it's so fresh in his mind, it won't be a real, you know, he'll right. be acting completely emotionally instead of making a real choice. I guess, but it, right. I don't know. Right. And, well, but there I, is this line uh, of dialogue here. Man, the what? Mando says, I don't understand why you are all right with Skywalker's decision, which is basically what we're saying right now, right? It's like, why yeah. are you okay with this decision to train the kid and it's like his way when you wouldn't, right? Because she was like, dude, no way, which at the time makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And then Ahsoka says what I think is kind of lame because it was his choice. It's like, okay, like that's – people make yeah. bad choices all the time. I don't control the wants of others. It's like, what are you talking about? Obviously, you don't control the wants of others, but you can want things for other people. Like, don't you want Grogu and Mando and Luke to all be best buds? Like, I know everyone in America does. <laughs> yeah, no, I I guess she's I, – I would chalk it up to her being incredibly jaded still. She never really – recovered or found a family or you know nothing her she's probably had a very hard life you know i mean we yeah. know she's had a couple of you know even after her leaving of the jedi and that whole you know horrible situation in the clone wars um i guess she just and then this jaded. whole time also she says i don't control the wants of others and she totally manipulates mando into yeah. not going to see Grogu. To me, it was like a very odd thing that she was very obviously Team On Luke. Team Luke. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So they they made points that. But that's kind of fit. Like I could see Ahsoka being a little shady like that after so long because yeah, I, mean, I mean she's, she's like she was always she trusts she was yeah she was always up to something and pushing yeah. limits and testing boundaries and stuff like that and and you can't blame her there's like three jedi left so she wants another jedi and she trusts luke more than the uh, the council and all of that she could see this going very well so she you know uh but i was disappointed in her i don't i didn't luke yeah made this sense. whole thing about uh, i don't control the wants of others yeah like, like they it. make their choices whatever your choice is i'll support you in your choice it's like no you won't like yeah. come on you're already not you're already talking about of his choice yeah you're being super and it's just not not what we've seen from you uh in the past no, it doesn't really were, make sense. She was supposed to be one of the more progressive ones in terms of where our thoughts about the Jedi ultimately go by the end of right. the sequel trilogy. Like she was dealing with these things and that isolated her decades before. So the fact that she's kind of doing this kind of same Jedi fallacy thing of like no attachments, you have to be separated. I don't know if it's no attachment. I think she's just like, I'm out. Like I'm But not... she's supporting that environment. She kept Mando away. And, uh, you know, talked up Luke into doing the what, the right thing, which, you know, so. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, well, that was kind of my point. That was, you know, like, I understand I'm disappointed in Luke, but I understand it. And this idea I'm of, disappointed like, if Grogu in Soka and I don't the Mandal like it. It Mandalorian, it will be more difficult for Grogu. It's like, what? More difficult? Like, maybe he'll get a little homesick, and maybe the best thing even is for him to not see Mando. I'm not here to necessarily say that that is or is not the case, but why would you say that? Why was it like, why is it such a big deal that, like, Grogu would 
be worse Yo, or off. just treat it like a, f- a freaking boarding school you know yeah. give them a month off like every couple of you know every six months or something right. like and have him hang out with mando at home and then go back to school like there's no that's what should happen yeah it's stupid that it's not what I, and then once he kind of you know he could leave for maybe a year and go train and become a mandalorian and then he comes back to, you know, and then he splits his time between both, and he becomes right. the first Mandalorian Jedi in a thousand years, and he wields a dark saber. Like <laughs> I can write this right now. <laughs> so, so, or we could go the way that I wrote it, which he abandons so both could, and goes and opens a French bakery. You could. So I like that too. I I, I kind of like that. That's where they're going in this. I like the scenes where Luke is questioning Grogu's like commitment because he's not wrong. Um, no, and he Grogu is very it. clearly not like the noble killer go get him type. <laughs> no, he likes eating macaroons and uh, frogs. Yeah, going on like doing being silly. So yeah, who knows? We see. Yeah, but that that was my major gripe. Ahsoka's philosophy didn't really make sense to me, and it seemed out of character. And I think they could have done better with it. But maybe we'll see more of that in her show, in her past. Maybe, you know, um, you know, I'm the you know, he came up with these characters and he, you know, like I understand. I I think there's more to it that maybe we're not seeing yet. At least that's what I'm hoping. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yes, I agree. I'm open to it. I just also had those thoughts. But I think a part of that comes from us talking so much about um this idea of attachment and emotional repression in the Jedi, like more than like George Lucas ever thought about it. (laughs) So it's like, okay, like maybe I overthought it so much that when I came back, it seemed like too drastic of a move. So I'm a little patient with it, but I'm on the same page. I I thought Ahsoka was kind of beyond this. But I guess that was never her gripe with the Jedi. Her gripe was the like hip- hypocrisy and bureaucracy mm-hmm. and the you know the no attachments to the like to the level of you don't trust anybody and the political problems so like that her i guess she didn't have a huge problem with the jedi philosophy at its core and she also kind of didn't really experience the jedi philosophy as most padawans and knights did because anakin was her yeah. Um, master and Anakin did whatever the hell he wants. Like they yeah. were two of the Anakin closest did not people. Teach by the book, and then no, she they were so close. Attachment with him, and then that burned her. So it's like okay. Yeah, I mean, it burned her, but like while it was while they were Padawan and Master, they were unstoppable force. Like mm. it, it was working, and that's why everybody kept turning to them to do stuff. Like, oh, we need Obi Wan, Anakin, Ahsoka because they're tight as hell, and they'll get the job done because they work so well together because they're they love each other. Mm-hmm. And like, why not take the hint, Jedi? Like, look how good it's working until one of them goes crazy. But. <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, until you drive one of them crazy. Check yes. out our other episodes on this. We, we talk about this a lot. We talk but about like, this a lot. But no, like, so I guess her problem, she didn't experience the Jedi ways the way they were supposed to be ex- experienced. So this whole non-attachment thing really, I guess, wouldn't bother her that much. And it might even make sense for Luke to teach it in a responsible way. So I kind of get it, but I'm just like, come on, girl, what are you doing? Yeah. I felt this like that's kind of how I left this episode too with the whole with the choice and everything. Yeah. I was like, eh, meh, 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 meh. I thought we were past this, but I guess we're not. Like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, timeline wise, we're not. And that I, I knew that in while watching it, I'm like, Luke, 
Luke. I know. Luke. I know. But we do get to, you know, yeah. there's still these great moments of them together. I love this moment where it's like, jump. I'm like, really, Luke? <laughs> you think Grogu's going to jump right now? <laughs> and, hey, he's uh, seen Yoda in yeah, Visions. He, he you know? said, um, try not... Uh, uh, don't try do is what yeah. he said which was you, there know, is no you can see the influence that being trained by yoda had on him i yeah. thought these scenes were well written in that respect right because genuinely you know people that grew up to, were all kind of the product of our teachers yeah. and we pick up things depending on what schools we're from and things like that so luke is kind of from the yoda school so this don't try do mentality it's kind of fun to see that creep into the lectures and yeah it, doing and he flips teaches, around the forests right. which is like <laughs> you know lifting stuff out of water with the force like all right. that stuff was very much out of the the late yoga yoda school you know not the well see yoda that's school. what i was yeah that's what i was gonna say you can tell um luke you can easily see yoda's influence on luke well um because through his like you said how he is teaching but also you could like Yoda at he was trained by Yoda when Yoda was close to you know force enlightenment mm. he had 20 years 15 years however long it was he had a lot of years on Dagobah just sitting there meditating and right. he finally figured a lot of stuff out and that's what Luke was taught and that gave Luke such a leg up on because I mean Yoda knew the, a lot of the foul um a lot of the faults of the Jedi by mm. then, and he passed on what he realized and what he learned to Luke. Luke um, is taking that to heart, and he's teaching in a way we don't really see other Jedi teach, which and right. we only see Yoda teach in his more enlightened form or you know yes. mental state. And he teaches cool. this idea of like using the Force to find balance and like through nature. I think the right. fact that again that they're in such a lush green natural environment is another huge um breakthrough that the jedi in the prequels did not have they were in a busy Cor metropolitan yeah, city yeah so this which kind is of... arguably a dark side planet dark side tuned planet if you go like way deep into the lore and then if you're talking about losing your connection to the force it's like well the most enlightened force connected guy around luke is chilling in a river yoda um went into isolation uh in a swamp although dagobah i believe is a dark side planet it is very attuned with the dark side but that is how he <laughs> i didn't himself. know planets had allegiances they do no not allegiances but that's the way the force flows through them mm -hmm. dagobah the reason why nobody could ever find yoda is because dagobah is shrouded in the dark side and he had to fight very hard to meditate and keep the dark side mm -hmm. away from himself but it masked him from vader and the emperor because they couldn't see him there huh. i couldn't sense him there so yeah there are planets do have alignments nexuses in the force and whatnot um and i built yeah so and this is yeah, yeah. And, and it's good to see and he's even you know got um grogu doing tai chi um over the water you know really adorable stuff i mean like watching this with other people who are more casual fans like i mean people like Grogu eat it up, eat it up. Steals the show. He's so adorable, so cute, and I agree completely. Like, I thought it was a little harsh when he just got shot at. <laughs> hey, you I was like, no, Luke, somehow, don't use that. You know? Don't use that. You got, got taken down quick, but then he crushed it. You know, literally, you know, uh, figuratively and literally. He uh, he figured out how to jump. We see him like 
mind crush the and we uh, see yoda i mean yoda, we see luke like doing force tech i mean lightsaber oh, yeah, he's doing techniques. a little lightsaber form he's doing some flips it's cool yeah he's doing flips force jumps uh, all pretty effortlessly we see the um not the probe droid but the uh the training, training remote droid, yeah. training remote um which again is a callback to how he came up this was a bit of an uh, uncle ben um, a little Uncle Ben uh, method, you know, because yeah. he's he's not all Yoda. He's Yoda and Obi Wan Kenobi as right. well. This so it's fun to see him break that out as well. You see Luke trying to figure out like how do I train somebody to be a right. Jedi? Well, how did I get trained? And he's pulling out everything to see what going works. Yoda right. Yeah, and then Grogu just tries to like roll it as a ball, and then eventually he destroys it. And I was like, that had to have been like an antique <laughs> yeah it's like that was obi-wan's that was from the clone wars he shouldn't have blown that up <laughs> i'm surprised luke let him explode oh it. he's he's pretty good with droids he could fix it that's but, true um, everyone's yeah. good with tech around here that's true i was just talking about that like although did we i don't know if we talked about it but i'm thinking like how is everybody so good at fixing everything we did talk like think about oh we did we, okay yeah. we did talk about that mm -hmm. but um and then we we also um get a really good scene where um, Luke is talking to Ahsoka. We talked about that a little where, you know, you could, uh, he's asking, hey, I'm not really sure how to train. And you could see Ahsoka respects Luke mm. far more than she, she did a lot of the Jedi's, um, the Jedi Masters of her time. Right. He's probably more powerful than her. But you could see Luke she's respects her so much too. Um, well, she's, I mean, she's been training. She's probably like a premium Jedi. Yeah, she sure. has the luxury of being old school trained with a lot of right. Jedi knowledge that is now lost. Mm -hmm. Although and I guess she's it's had not a lot lost of time if she's alive, it. you know, like it's not really yeah. lost, but. Well, she's not training anybody. It's, right. you know, she's giving Luke tips and stuff, filling him in, hopefully. But I think a lot of that information is lost because she doesn't want to be a huge part of it. She's not training, you know. Right. But, uh, you know, they and Luke, you know, the power dynamic is like, I guess, not physically, but like power level wise different. But the respect level is very similar, which is cool because yes. yeah. Luke obviously respects her and he's talking to her, asking her questions. He wants her wise advice. And uh, Ahsoka, you could just the, the way they converse is it, it, it was just a really cool scene to see both of them together yeah I, to see know, them together was time. a really interesting combination nothing we'd ever yeah. seen before um something no. we only hope for in our wildest fan fictions uh, maybe not our wildest but, you know. no <laughs> no but uh, in some of the probably good ones but, <laughs> but um <laughs> like if, if you told me like oh how, yeah exactly <laughs> Yeah, because I guess she's about 70 in this, huh? <laughs> Probably. She looks good for 70. She looks fantastic. Um, yeah. I guess you could say, um, uh, if you said, oh, yeah, well, Luke and uh, Ahsoka would be training people together, I'd be like, that will never happen. That's not something no. we'll ever see. But here it is. I mean, she's not actively well, taking part in the training. She's, right. But she's, she's not there the and they're philosophizing together and they're talking it through. I still feel that like... I that I, I think they did that part perfectly. Like Ahsoka's role with the school is exactly how I hoped it would be. Still she's like, like I'm an not... outsider. Right. She's like, I'm not a Jedi, but I do have literally all the information you want. So I'm not going to be a jerk <laughs> and not tell you any of it. But I'm not a part of the school. I'm like your uh, consultant. 
<laughs> right, right. And, you know, she has some advice. And she does this thing again where she's like, oh, I'm not going to guide others. And I'm not going to do this. And I'm that. sure this is going to be a major thing in her show. You know? Yeah. I, I, I think she's. I don't know when the show's supposed to take place, if it's going to take place before or after this. Um, well, maybe it starts in Obi Wan. I think. Um, you know, maybe this whole I'm not going to force my will on others starts in the Obi Wan show, because I'm sure she'll have a cameo. Although she has to be younger, so I don't know how that's going to work, but I guess she doesn't look too it old. It can now. be like Boba, where we go all over the place from a timeline yeah. perspective. And just have them look the same, you know? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't care, but so maybe, but that's going to be kind of probably the theme or um, metaphor, not metaphor, of her show, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm looking forward to it. So, so we're already an hour into the episode, so I'm kind of want to. I think we can fast forward through the part with Boba Fett in it. You know, okay, Boba Fett shows up. They're in the war room. They need well, more Mando recruits. Shows up. Yeah, right. But there, you know, the <laughs> Boba only show, scene with Boba in Fett in it, you know, this right. the, this is the book of Boba Fett uh, episode yeah. discussion. But we're gonna kind of skip over him. You know, they're in the war room. They're like, we need more recruits. Mando's like, I know where to go, and he goes and meets with uh, Cad Vance. And then the last thing I think we need to talk about before this ends is the last surprise cameo. We had Mando. We well, had... before that, you didn't like the uh, the deputy, and Mando's like, shut up. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, it's... He's like, you can't park here. <laughs> He's new. He's new. And you know, that, sets, like... that gets set up and addressed in this, in this like, Clint Eastwood-style stare-down. Um, yeah. at the end and i thought that was all fine um the uh, the deputy and uh cad vance there's some handsome guys i don't know where they get their hair products but uh i could use yeah, some tips because both of them have fantastic hair and i'm gonna uh, go to the barber and get the cad uh, not the, the uh, yeah the cad vance the cad vance that's right uh just show them a picture of cad vance be like i want this please and see what they can do um so yeah, that happens. They have a whole talk. He's like, oh, "We're trying to avoid conflict." Cobb Vance, Cobb Vance. Thank you. We're doing it again. I'm we're doing Cad, it. Cad, Cad Bane. Bane is coming. In. <laughs> so Bob Vance. Van- Bob Vance, is- Bob Vance, Cad Bane, and Cobb Vance. Cobb Vance. <laughs> <laughs> All different I, people. Yeah. So anyway, Bob Vance is here and. Um, selling refrigerators <laughs> and he's like you know we don't uh we're not a violent p- people anymore it's not our problem we're just trying to stay out of conflict you know not a bad take right. trying to stay neutral but That's as good. they find out that they, they, they can't avoid it you know it, it'll come to them and uh we see that through the introduction of another surprise i mean we've kind of teased that this character had the potential to come back in a bunch of things we predicted him to come back in the bad batch there he was i mean we we got mando you called that one if i remember i I did call that one that was me but we have um i would have never called it for this uh we we've got um we had uh mandalorian come in r2d2 luke skywalker grogu ahsoka and now you're gonna hit me with cad bane that's yeah, like big. six cameos in this episode, like more than I would have ever thought 
they would try to stuff into one episode and here it is and there's been some memes that pretty much already have died about people criticizing the appearance of live action Cad Bane. I thought he looked great. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he looks great. I mean, it, he's a freaking alien. Yeah, like, there was some funny. Like, I thought, yeah. Originally, people very seriously were like, oh, I photoshopped it to look more like um, the Clone the Wars, Clone Wars cartoon. Up. And then, yeah, exactly. People were like, shut up. <laughs> and then like people did that to like um, Christopher, what's his face, who played uh, Dooku. They CGI'd his live action face to look like super long. They're like, I fixed it so it looked more like the Clone Wars. Right, it like a stylized yeah. uh, cartoon show. Like, yeah. that's idiotic. I thought he looked awesome. I thought he looked and fantastic. I get, you know, yeah, and it wasn't a, like, obviously, maybe Filoni or Favreau. Oh, who, I, I, always, I think it's Filoni. I think I said Favreau before. But they might both be involved. I'm not 100%. They're both sure. involved in this show. Yeah. So whatever guy it is obviously likes Cad Bane because he was all over the Clone Wars throughout all of the seasons mm-hmm. and he shows up in the Bad Batch. I, I'm i not surprised that he showed up, but it did take me by surprise. I thought you know I, I mean? thought it wouldn't have been possible given the timeline. I'm like, this dude has got to be dead. Well, uh, he's an alien. He's I mean, an alien, I mean, and he could also right. just be... 70 years old and no he he was i his race might species might live for 200 years you know you know but because he um, was he was i, not could, a young I knew man right away from when they showed that silhouette super far away yeah i'm like right. that if they're really gonna show me a live action cad band like i gotta i was like no like yeah. this is the first episode i've seen of this show where i was genuinely like when i saw r2 when i saw cad band i was like no what really what yeah like the show hasn't gotten a reaction out of me really beyond like, Oh, that was cool. Or, or I, I enjoyed that. But this is the first episode that really got a reaction out of me because it was all these cool characters, nothing to do with Boba Fett, of course, literally nothing, but <laughs> that's okay. Cause okay. Boba Fett's great and all, but these characters are like so much better. Sorry, Boba Fett fans out there. No, that's fair. Like look at how much screen time Cad Bane has had compared to Boba Fett. Like it's not even comparable. <laughs> And he's such a cool character, you know, this Clint Eastwood inspired, like, gunslinger villain guy. Right. And they're in the middle of, and I'm, you know, that's, I'm taken out of a Western, you know, we're Freetown now. Like, oh, this is, this is probably stolen from a Western, like, word for word, you know, like Lucas. And it's even funny because he literally, uh, you know, corn on the cob, Vance refrigerator literally is like we're staying out of this no thank you yeah or at least like that's what he was there's no staying out of it yeah and then then this guy comes in he's like all you got to do is stay put and let things play out and then Cobb is like who do you think you are pal like what's happening and um yeah great introduction to to Cad Bane because yeah i mean he's a legend and it's good to see that he still kind of stacks up in the like the level of this show uh he could have easily you know Cobb Vance could have just been dunking on him but I'm glad they put respect to the name of uh of Cad Bane yeah it is interesting that he's still such a gunslinger um I, they're both I old they... dude like Cobb Vance is not a spring chicken well, no but I mean like we talked about it what's his face uh Cad Bane's got to be I don't know at least over 60 He's at least 60s, probably in this. Right. So, and he, so obviously, if his species 
ages differently okay but i hope we get maybe a bit of an explanation like why wasn't he in the you know why didn't darth vader hire him you know like why was he he in, not in that scene in empire if he's still one of the, he's still like top tier maybe uh, he was like retired and then the pikes pulled him back in or something you know like hard to yeah, say maybe um maybe he's been so working for the pikes the whole time like maybe he's not a bounty hunter he's a He's, He's like a, a strong man. A strong, strong man for the Pikes. Yeah. yeah, this is his golden years. <laughs> Retiring right. from Bounty An enforcer. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, it could be. All right, so he's not open for hire. He's got and also, job, he right? said, you know, Boba Fett's a cold-blooded killer who worked with the Empire. Like, Cad Bane would never work for the Empire. You know, he does kind of talk smack about the Empire. So maybe he has some philosophical differences. He doesn't like the Empire, yeah. but he's okay with crime syndicates. I mean, that's kind of up Cad Bane's alley, I guess. But he never seemed to really care about morals in no. any regard whatsoever. I mean, maybe a couple episodes. He does kind of really. seem, um, in some ways, like you're right in that he's kind of like a, obviously a bandit. But in some ways, he does kind of play by the book and have some respect to the game and stuff like that. Unlike his pal, Hundo, who is just an absolute psychopath. I see. Like, I want. I want some. I, he, I mean, he's got to be dead. There's no way he's alive. <laughs> but so that's, you know, Obi-Wan's show is earlier than this. If we, I would love to see Obi-Wan and Hondo meet up again. Hondo, I love Hondo. He's hysterical. But he's dead for sure because he's a psychopath and he's gotten himself killed for sure. Yeah, and it's kind of, uh, I was kind of laughing though. They like showed Dick had Bane's fingers and like um, Nintendo Power Glove things and they look kind of funny but his face looked fantastic like yeah. really good job but like the rubber fingers kind of bending as they go back hey, to the it's gun still an, <laughs> a guy in an alien suit and i, I live action dude i'd much rather that rubber glove than full cgi bullshit you know oh and um speaking of rubber suits and stuff um i don't know if it is a live action gonk droid in um our big haired ladies most likely mechanic shop, but there is a live action robot that's literally just a, like a short guy or a kid in a suit with like pipe cleaner pants and a box. And it's the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I don't know if it is a gonk droid, but I love it. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> and it just walks around in the background. And I'm like, is that a gonk droid? That'd be awesome <laughs> if it was a live action gonk droid. But yeah. it's a practical something. It's it's just a dude walking around in a box. Yeah, it's we so were talking. I know, you know, noticing that right away in like episode one of the show was how sometimes the practical guys yeah. in here look old school, but it's charming and endearing and interesting at the same time it's cool to see it out of the park yeah so if you have rubber gloves whatever man i don't care yeah totally worth it it's almost like noticing that it's rubber gloves kind of adds to the charm on a little bit but um yeah that we we get reminded about the pikes because remember the season finale is coming up after this the pikes have to do something Mm -hmm. and uh yeah so we see them blow up the casino right there's a whole thing of like oh can we polish your helmets which is like can we pay you a bribe remember they did that to boba we we will polish your helmet and then they returned it stuffed with coins um so yeah i liked her though I liked her. There was, you know, um, one of those musicians was there. I don't know if it was one yeah, of the Yeah, the cantina musicians. band is toast. They're all dead now. <laughs> well, it wasn't the full cantina band. It was like a like a flute player and then the robot drummer, but 
Still, he could have been in the cantina band. If any of those cantina well, band guys are gone, that would be so sad. Well, who knows how if those are the actual cantina band players, you know? Because mm-hmm. this is most Espa, not most Isley. Mm-hmm. Maybe they travel. I mean, that was a real... Or maybe in the years since, they like got a better gig. <laughs> so right. maybe it is them. Or maybe they travel um, around because how many bands could they possibly... That's true. Well, either way... Either way, R.I.P. You know, this place got smoked. Yeah. This place got smoked. The pikes are wreaking havoc, causing terror. And then we get this baloney cliffhanger ending of, will you choose the mithril vest or Yoda's lightsaber? Hmm. It's cool that he had Yoda's lightsaber. I didn't, you know, I, don't yeah, think I didn't realize he like had Yoda's confirmed. lightsaber yeah. either. It is kind of funny. Well, I mean, it makes sense. Why know? wouldn't he have it? You right. know? Did wait? Did Yoda even have his? Did we ever see a lightsaber from Yoda in the original trilogy? Did he ever take it out no. and use it? No, no, right? Yeah. I'm curious to rewatch the end of Episode Three in the Yoda Palpatine fight because he did get disarmed. Does he pick it back up? I'd also be curious to rewatch the OT and see if there's any mention. It's of a not. Lightsaber, there's no. The... No. He, there's absolutely not. Hundred percent. Mm. No lightsaber in that. The last time we see Yoda with a lightsaber, like, not chronologically wise, real life wise, is in the Palpatine fight. And I don't know if he picked it back up after he got disarmed. So either. It was on Dagobah. He did pick it back up in the scene. We just didn't see, even though we saw him scurry away. So maybe somebody got it um, after the fall of the Empire. Maybe Luke tracked it down, or maybe he went to Coruscant and picked it up. You know, maybe Palpatine had it in his throne room or something. Mm-hmm. Although that blew up. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, there are, way, I'm, there are ways to work around that. You know, if you have to write in something. Luke went on a little adventure to find Palpatine's Sith menagerie where he keeps all of his trophies and his weird collection and Yoda's lightsaber was there because he won it in the duel you know maybe that happened so but it you know or it could have just been on Dagobah but I don't think he picked it up but Mm -hmm. you know there's ways around all that That, I'm sure uh, they had that whole conversation in the writer's room of like can we do this and they must it must have been cleared you know well if he picked it up if he picked it up after the fight then done easy it's over it's on dagobah he just doesn't use. or if they left it behind and the emperor had it as a relic and it was recovered or we know yeah so no it's i don't think it's a plot hole it's easily filled if it is a plot hole it's easily filled with an adventure because i know palpatine had like sith holocrons and all that stuff unless there was a scene of it getting absolutely destroyed then anything no that's not yeah yeah so He's presented with the choice. Yoda's lightsaber is back in canon, which is interesting. And the one line, again, that disappointed me was, you know, you'll see your friend the Mandalorian. However, you'll be giving in to attachment to those that you love and forsaking the way of the Jedi. It's like, oh, I hate that. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's the the way it goes, though. It's the way it goes. It's It's the way it is. That's just the way it is. So uh, prediction time for stuff that's already out that nobody cares about. <laughs> but we think? haven't seen it yet, so I can still go on the record. My prediction is... I think we have the same. He's definitely not going to continue to train as a Jedi. I think something bad's going to happen to Grogu at the end of the 
next oh. episode. I think he's going to get kidnapped, probably by the Pikes. In- what? Inciting? No, 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 no. Okay. There's going to be an I... inciting incident to kick off a whole Ashoka new... literally said this is the safest planet in the galaxy. Which is why he leaves, okay? He doesn't... Oh, you okay, okay. You think he goes with Mando and then gets kidnapped. Or something like... Yeah, I, I think he's okay. probably going to choose the vest... Or if he chooses at all, you know, I don't know if it's going to be like JK, oh, wait, Mando bro. Left, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, but you know, there's ways, you know, it's, he can come I back. Guess. It's not like, it's not that crazy. But I okay. think what something is going to happen where the training is paused, Grogu leaves. If that means he chooses the vest, I guess I'm leaning towards choosing the Mithril vest, but I'm not even sure he'll actually choose. I don't know if they'll be get that definitive. I'm kind of surprised. But if they do, my vote's on the Mithril, and I vote that Grogu gets kidnapped or something. Some kind of inciting incident that will dictate where all these shows are going uh, in the future. Right. I, I, that's how I okay. see it. More I have... Like real, like, um, what? Infinity War kind of vibes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I have my prediction and then what I want to happen. Mm -hmm. So my prediction is, you know, Mando does all of his whatever with the pikes. They fight it out with Boba. Who knows about that? First episode of Mando season three, we cut back to the decision. And I think, so I originally thought we were going to have very little Grogu in Mando season three. um, And it was going to be mostly him going to, um, Mandalore and trying to go to the mines and the water and whatever, but I think this is it's going to cut back to the the choice. He's going to choose Mando and he's going to basically just hang out with Mando again, and then they're going to go on their adventure to try to reinstate his Mandalorian like creed, be back to the part of the group, and he's going to realize, screw it, I don't need them, and that's what I think is going to happen. But we're gonna it's going to wait. What I want to happen is Mando gets in trouble on uh, Tatooine. Like they're pinned down by the pikes. It's going bad. Maybe somebody escapes to get, you know, rally, you know, some more troops. We get a parallel to Yoda, Luke, and disrupt the training. Grogu has to leave to help. I don't really know how he would get there or how he would be. I guess he could use the force a little better now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would like to see a parallel between ah, the, you know what I mean? I have to go help ha- my friends. That whole empire moment. Right. And it's not going to happen because it's just not going to happen. And Luke, and it would be great if Luke like understood that. And he's like, oh, wow, this like happened that. to me. I'm going to not be a jackass and I'll train you when you come back. And we could do, you know, a, you know, a normal like situation. It's not going to happen, but I think it would be awesome if it did. You know, if there was a I clear see. parallel that's between. A, that's a good idea. The whole. Of course it is, Charles. Yeah. I should be a writer. Empire moments uh, where right. they sense trouble with Mando and then he gets involved. And yeah, then he, he gets, gets a kidnapped. vision. 
Right, he gets a strong force vision and he doesn't know what to do with it or how to really do it. And Luke helps him like he did with his memories. And he kind of like says, oh, wow, we now and that's a way to get it on the screen. And he's like, wow, you're now, you know, that's that should have been what the choice is. Maybe Ahsoka takes him, maybe R2 takes him. Right, there you go. So that's how you get Ahsoka to go give back up to Mando. And she's like, well, this is my fight. Right, because she doesn't like the Pikes either. I don't know if she's ever (laughs) she's been there yet. No, I doubt. But um, she knows in, Anakin was from there. Not in this there. stage of the timeline, anyway. Yeah, but she knows Anakin was from there. So she goes to drop Gro- uh, Grogu off, and she's like, well, I kind of know him, and I'll do it for him, uh, Grogu, and I hate the Pikes already, because she's had run-ins with the Pikes. Mm-hmm. I think she's been mm-hmm. tortured by the Pikes at least once. Um, oh, she's had some bad run-ins with the Pikes. Yeah, sure. so like that, like it's not going to happen. It's not. Not even close. But it's what I want to happen and it would be really cool. Nice. Um, yeah, but I, th- my, yeah, yeah. But so I, I think my original prediction is going to happen. It's okay. going to be basically he, he's going to pick the vest. Well guys, there's only one way to find out and that is to, uh, watch the book of Boba and then come back and listen to our season finale discussion. And now we can't fall behind anymore because the last episode is out. The series has wrapped. So we're going to have that discussion next week. Super excited to get into that. And then is there nothing until Obi-Wan? Is that what's happening? Uh, Yeah, I think so. Wow. So we're back to regularly, uh, regularly scheduled episodes. No, uh, no TV. find something else to talk about. Oh, there's a lot to talk about. Yep, yep. Or we could watch one of the weird shows that have <laughs> popped up on. Uh, there's a lot of weird stuff that's popped up on Disney Plus recently. There is, but I do want to talk about CGI Luke probably yeah. sooner rather than later. Anyway, before we do any of that, guys, thank you so much for listening. We're going to go watch the finale of BOB, Book of Boba, and we will come back with that discussion very soon. Yeah, see you guys next time. <laughs> Goodbye. Roger, Roger. 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 Roger.
Roger, Roger. Roger, Roger. Roger, Roger. Roger, Roger. Roger, Roger. Roger, Roger. Roger, Roger. Roger, Roger. Roger.